0: It's gonna be alright. It's gonna be alright. It's gonna be alright. It's gonna be alright. Are you tired of getting into pointless arguments with your partner? Tune in to discover the seven surprisingly simple techniques. That will instantly change the way you connect and relate to each other, and that you can use to upgrade all the relationships in your life. This practical and personal episode doesn't just give you a vision of where your relationship could be, it gives you a step-by-step roadmap for how to get there. Welcome back to the show, I'm your host Nick Broadhurst and that song you're listening to is called Inner Love and you can find that on my Spotify, my Apple Music, Deezer, wherever you listen to music. If you are new to the Nick Broadhurst show, I am a recording artist, singer, songwriter, entrepreneur, producer of many different things and a lifelong learner. Each episode we dive into topics from health, wealth and money, through to entrepreneurship. Creativity, Sex, Mindset, Ayurveda, Longevity, Ancient Wisdom, Relationships, Success, and more. Think of me as your go-to guinea pig who's out there testing and trying everything I can to better myself, so that I can also share it with you. Love, Sex, Relationships. Let's face it, when this part of your life is flowing, everything else just feels so much easier. I've been fortunate enough to have met my soulmate when I was 35. Before that, my relationships were built on a foundation of lack. I was looking for someone to plug my worthiness holes. For someone to complete me. Because if I could just find that person, then I would be happy. I thought I found her at the age of 24. I rushed in and followed the social blueprint, get a normal job. Buy a home with a mortgage you can just about afford, lease a car that keeps you in line with where your mates are at in their lives, and finally, have a baby. I ticked all those boxes. But ultimately, it was never going to work because our core values were aligned in some areas, but not the key values that make our relationship thrive. So we went along, followed the script. It was a slow burn. The signs were there very early on, but I ignored them. For her, I was a good-enough-for-now solution to her own holes that needed plugging. She needed love and security, don't we all? But all these things must be gained as a cherry on top that complements your whole sense of self-love and security. We never had that. We had a house of cards that lasted seven years, and then one day... It all just imploded. I was all of a sudden a single father, left crying in his basement for the life he once thought was possible, and for the son who would grow up with parents that had failed, in air quotes. Then along came a new partner to plug those holes. By now those holes weren't quite as big, but they were still there. This new partner did an amazing job of making me feel whole again, but ultimately... There came a point where my holes left her feeling very unwhole. But I was getting the lesson, slowly. And along came another relationship, this time much shorter in duration, but again, the holes had gotten another degree smaller. And in this partnership, a spotlight was shone on the areas I was ready to reconstruct from love for myself. And then I met Melissa. For the first time in my life, I felt whole. Truly whole. It didn't come easy. I worked incredibly hard to gain the knowledge I needed to never regress back into the pain of the past. This was a time where my spiritual practice was at its absolute strongest. And it showed. Because out of the blue, there she was. My soulmate. We were two beings who had both done the work, who were both already whole who were ready to make magic together. And here's the thing about meeting your match. There's nowhere to hide anymore. Just because I reached this place of wholeness doesn't mean that I or Melissa for that matter would always cruise along with a smooth spiritual surface that our problems and challenges would just slip off without leaving any scratches. We have had new challenges to move through together that have seen us grow and evolve as they say. New level, new devil. We are always learning. And every new level brings new lessons. And new layers to peel back. And examine. In our relationship, there's been so much joy and passion. The passion is always there. But there has also been the flip side. The polarity. The challenge. Until now, my default for resolving conflict in our relationship has been to try and figure her out. To sit down and talk it out, because surely there must be some sort of logical solution or strategy I could apply to make it all better again, right? And when this didn't work, leading to the inevitable pushback from the feminine, because as you will see, the feminine does not want to be figured out like a business plan, my defenses would go up, and along comes the old behavior patterns that just lead to an escalation and disharmony. That was my modus operandi for too long, and as you can probably guess, it didn't get me or us very far. And then I figured something out. I'm going to share with you now seven powerful realizations I've had to learn for myself, (laughs) the hard way, that have radically transformed my relationships, especially with my lover and life partner. Starting with number one, if you want more, be more. I can't stress enough how important this one tip is. For me, this is number one, which means it is also the one that requires the biggest commitment. I'm not talking about commitment to your partner, but commitment to yourself. As I said before, it was the work I did on myself before meeting Melissa that allowed me to be in an energetic state and level of consciousness and awareness that made it possible for a woman like Melissa to really see me. When I look back at the stickier times in our relationship, I can see a pattern where one or both of us would try to get the other to live up to their expectations, rather than just get on with being that which they wanted more of. But if you want more, you need to first be more. There is no magic bullet here. Some people have a level of grace and awareness that has been gifted to them in this lifetime and requires less nurturing, while others need a disciplined practice to consciously work on themselves and keep up leveling. For me, this comes in waves where sometimes I need the routine of discipline and practice in order to live from my center, while at other times, I have a sense of compassion, softness, and flow that naturally allows me to just be. So what do you want more of? More love. More affection. More lovemaking. More presence. More compassion. More understanding. More patience. More joy. More fun. More play. More stillness. This is where we stop waiting for the other person to show up and do the things we want and just do them for ourselves. When you show up for yourself fully, it brings a sense of peace and contentment that you will never find in someone else. It's also the fastest way to shift the energy in a relationship if you're finding yourselves in a space that's stale or snappy or whatever. If you want more, be more. Total game changer. Now, on to the next realization. Number two, create space. If you want to call in something in your life, no matter what it is, and that includes calling in a new energy or dimension to your relationship, you have to make space for it first. It's a universal law. There's no getting around it. So before you take action on any of the following steps, set aside time for both of you to create space, so that you're ready to receive. This is time you're carving out so you can be fully present for the magic that will unfold when you apply these simple but powerful strategies. Creating space can take the form of meditating. It can be a conversation. It can simply be a choice you make to let go of stuff that hasn't been serving you so that you've got space for the new. Whatever feels like it's going to free up emotional and energetic bandwidth within you, do that. Next, number three, shut up and listen. This is especially true for the masculine listening to their feminine partner. I say feminine because no matter whether you're in a hetero or same-sex relationship, there will always be a unique balance of feminine and masculine. When I just shut up and listen, Melissa feels heard, held, and validated. This is also a practice in surrender, letting go of your own agenda. Not just waiting until it's your turn to talk, but really listening with your whole heart, feeling what they're saying. When you listen wholeheartedly and make it about them, the funny thing is that you tend to end up getting what you desire at that moment anyway. And what do we all want? We want unity. Unity can be brought about when you just shut up and listen. Don't try and turn the feminine into a project that needs solving. The feminine just wants to be heard, to feel safe and secure. And ladies, when you see your man or your masculine showing up for you in this way, what do they need? Appreciation. Just say thank you for holding space. Tell them you love them and are proud of them for being such a rock and making you feel heard, safe and loved. We build on this idea with the next step too, number four. No advice ever. Let me explain. Ever find yourself giving advice to a partner or even friends and family before they have even asked for it? How's that working out for you? I I can't speak for everyone, but I can have pretty strong opinions and be persuasive at times. But remember, you can never change anyone, only yourself. And nine times out of ten, when people are sharing something with you, they are seeking to be seen, not fixed or advised or strategized. If someone wants your opinion, they'll ask for it. Wait for that worthy inquiry before offering your perspective or advice. Letting someone be truly heard is, most of the time, all that is needed. Moving on, number five. Leaving your baggage at the door. I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. Don't bring your stuff into it, ever. Often, when we get triggered by our partner, it's old stuff from past arguments and hurts you've had over the years, maybe stuff you've been battling inside yourself for decades. It could even be baggage from a former relationship that has exactly zero to do with your current partner. So don't bring it with you. Leave it at the door. Let it go. If you can just show up in the ways I've already outlined, present, willing to listen, open-hearted, soft, calm, the conflict can resolve without you ever needing to express anything. I can't stress enough how much of a magic bullet this one can be. Try it for yourself. But really do it and see what beauty can emerge from a challenging situation. Related to this is the next step, number six. Use soft, understanding and encouraging language. For some, this comes naturally. Others of us, and I'm raising my own hand here, sometimes need a reminder. When your partner expresses something they are finding really challenging, even if it involves something you have done or one of your behaviours, this is the chance for you to really hear what they are saying and use soft, understanding and encouraging language. Don't jump on the defensive. Don't automatically issue a counterpoint. Stay open. So when your partner says, I just feel really hurt that you never want to spend time with me when we get home from work, soft, encouraging language means responding with, I understand. That must be really hard for you to feel that way. It acknowledges their experience. It shows you're listening, and it's not adding kindling to the fire. Again, it's another magic bullet that can seriously transform how you and your partner relate to each other. And finally, the last relationship aha uh-huh, I want to share with you today is number 7. Be grateful for that which bugs you. This last one is something I learned from a mentor. He told me a story about How he used to get so annoyed when every morning, no matter how many times he asked his wife not to do it, she would leave her dirty coffee cup in the sink. It was a small thing, but it bugged the hell out of him until one day he thought, What if I never saw that dirty coffee cup again? All of a sudden he felt gratitude and gracefully washed it up himself with a smile on his face. Now I can relate this to my own kitchen preferences. Where Melissa leaves the dishwasher down all the time, which just gets in the way and ruins the day-to-day aesthetics of my perfectly designed kitchen. Now I just smile and close it myself. I had asked her maybe 50, maybe more, 100 times to not do it, which just caused friction. Now the dishwasher has become a sense of joy. Of course when I say be grateful for that which bugs you, I am not by any means suggesting you put up with things that are harmful or which rob you of your joy, or which are actual deal-breakers for you. That's a different conversation altogether. Here I'm talking about those daily niggles and annoyances that get to you, in that way that only happens with people you're intimate with. You know, the way your partner leaves their wet towel on the floor, or puts the toilet roll on the wrong way, or chews too loudly. Those kinds of things just bug the crap out of you. (laughs) right? So next time something like that arcs up inside you, Take a moment and imagine what it could mean if they were gone. If that wet towel wasn't there. If the dishwasher door was permanently closed. It puts everything into perspective, right? So instead of finding them grating, find the gratitude. Not only will you free up so much mental bandwidth just by refusing to get irritated, you'll be transforming your day-to-day interactions with your partner, and strengthening and cementing your connection. It sounds so simple, like all of these tips, but honestly, it's the simple stuff that shifts the needle the most. And I promise you, if you give these seven strategies a go, and I mean fully go all in on them, not just half-heartedly try them out when it feels convenient or easy, even if you just try them for a week, you won't believe the shifts you'll feel in your connection and intimacy levels with your partner. I was going to say that it's game-changing your relationship, but the truth is, it's actually more than that. It's life-changing for both of you. So give them a well, feel the shift, and see for yourself. Thank you for joining me again on the Nick Broadhurst Show. For all the show notes today, you can head to IamNickBroadhurst.com forward slash 115 and you can also get a full transcript of the show at that URL. If someone you love or know prefers to read, please just send them straight to that page and they can read instead of listening. And if you can do me a big favor, share this on social media, tag me at Broadhurst. I promise you I will personally respond, and last of all, head to Spotify, search for my name, hit the follow button, and add some of my music to your favorite playlists. Remember today to look up, see the beauty around you, see the beauty within you, Be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with others. Be love. Listen to your intuition. And as always, have a beautiful day. I love you heaps. Hey guys, just wanted to jump in and let you know that this podcast represents the opinions of me, Nick Broadhurst, and should not be taken as medical advice and are for informational purposes only. Thank you so much. Ciao.